What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Season's over. I'm done. And Eric Fry. Like, I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. (laughs) It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, one and all, to another edition of the uh, Stardom Lineup here on a 98.9 at the uh, game, ESPN Radio. What's happening here on uh, this uh, Monday? It's just another manic Monday around here, around uh, the uh, studios. It is uh, January 30th. Hey, we're almost at the end of uh, the uh, month. So uh, what's happening out there? Hopefully everyone had a uh, safe uh, weekend, and hopefully everyone's staying warm out there as well this Icy and a snowy weather. And uh, this is Travis Sparks flying solo once again here uh, today. And I got a good show uh, lined up for you anyways here. And uh, coming up here on the program, of course, we'll get to all the things that happened over the weekend. We'll get to uh, the AFC and NFC uh, championship game uh, from yesterday. One was a little bit more exciting game uh, than uh, the other. I think you can uh, figure out which one is uh, more exciting than that. Also, with some local sports uh, this weekend, a conference tournament champions were crowned will definitely uh hit up on that ntc uh tournament that concluded and uh, the little line conference tournament as well hey newton eagles pulling one out there on uh, saturday as well so we'll take a look at that and all the other sports that happened this weekend as well and we'll get you set for hey you know these conference tournaments uh, get done and it's right back at it and it's right back uh, into regular season play and a girls basketball for uh, tonight we'll take a look at that and maybe some uh postponements that uh, were happening as well. I do know uh, one game that had been postponed due to the uh, cancellation of uh, school. And also uh, we'll get to uh, some uh, college basketball as well. Of course, uh, the uh, Illini game on uh, Saturday, a beating of Wisconsin. We'll get into that and what else happened in college basketball and whatever else happens in the world of national sports as well, NBA 
NHL. And, of course, it's the post-weekend, so I got to give you the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend as well. And uh, so that is all uh, coming up here on uh, the uh, program. I'm hanging out with you for uh, the uh, next hour here on ESPN Radio. Coming up, we got uh, McMahon, or we like to thank uh, our sponsors uh, for the program. It's McMahon Meets, Stingley Insurance Agency, Wet Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, Totopolis State Bank. Certainly appreciate uh, their uh, sponsorship uh, for sure. So uh, I think I've uh, set the table good enough, and uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's kick things off, and uh, let's uh, start things off with what I always do, and uh, let's kick it off with First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we are starting off in the uh, NFL, and uh, let's start off in the AFC and NFC uh, championship games that happened yesterday, and uh, that means the uh, Super Bowl matchup is uh, set. And, of course, these two games, you heard them right here on a 98-9, the uh, game. And uh, let's uh, first uh, start off with uh, that game that wasn't so exciting, wasn't so close, and that was the kind of stinker of a, a championship game for uh, the uh, NFC side of things as it was the uh, Philadelphia Eagles easily winning over the uh, 49ers, 31-7. to uh, seven. Hey, Tough luck for the uh, 49ers as uh, very early on in the game as uh, Brock Purdy uh, got hurt on a uh, play and hurt his wrist, and he was uh, thrown on the sidelines, but he never really uh, got in for a while as the 49ers turned over to uh, their fourth-string quarterback, Josh Johnson and uh, nothing like being thrown into the fire for sure you know Brock Purdy was thrown into this as well being uh, Mr. Irrelevant but uh, not a very uh, precarious situation uh, for uh, Josh Johnson there being thrown in uh, to the NFC title game already down seven and uh, so uh, hey Philadelphia they got away with one there in the beginning of the game set up that first touchdown uh, for them probably shouldn't have been a catch but at the end of the day uh, that didn't matter uh, because, you know, the pretty injury. And then even Josh Johnson got hurt as well later on in the game as well. So uh, there was a lot of uh, chaotic action there on the sidelines, I'm sure, trying to figure out who was going to be the quarterback. Clearly, uh, Pretty was affected by that wrist injury that he couldn't throw the ball uh, down the field. And, uh, you know, when he was inserted back into the game, he didn't really throw the ball uh, deep at all or he just handed the ball off to McCaffrey. And uh, there was one point in time where Johnson was hurt, Pretty couldn't throw. Well, are we going to have to have uh, the fullback be the quarterback in the NFC title game? Are we going to have Christian McCaffrey be uh, the quarterback? And even he was getting worked over on the sidelines with a hamstring. So it was just a complete disaster from uh injury standpoint for the 49ers even Nick Bosa was uh, banged up as well and he was he got banged up on a couple of plays one of them wasn't even he wasn't even on the field he was just being uh, standing on the sidelines and a couple guys got tangled up on the punt team and uh, flung themselves into him on the sidelines and got him banged up a little bit but it was just a complete disaster uh, for the 49ers from an injury standpoint. So uh, that unfortunately uh, hurt their chances and kind of destroyed any chance 
defense that they had of uh, taking down uh, the uh, Eagles. The Eagles are already good enough team. They don't need to be uh, have any more extra help uh, there. As uh, Jalen Hurts say, you know, not spectacular, but in the passing game, but the rushing attack was uh, there for Philadelphia, of course, as they had 148 total yards. Uh, couple of touchdowns there from Miles Sanders. Uh, Hertz got in. Uh, Boston Scott even got in as well. So uh, from a Philadelphia standpoint, they've kind of caked walked to uh, the uh, Super Bowl. Is that going to affect them uh, coming up in a couple weeks in Glendale? Possibly not being uh, tested very much here in the postseason. And uh, they'll obviously be tested in uh, the uh, Super Bowl. But uh, this little buffer period between the Super Bowl and uh, the um, – uh, AFC, NFC championship games. That's kind of the worst two weeks in all of sports for me is the uh, period between that. Just so much talk. And how much more can we talk about the Chiefs and Eagles? Well, we're going to stretch it out. We're going to find out real quick uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. So uh, get ready and get locked down uh, for that. And then also from a future standpoint for the uh, 49ers, it's kind of a complete disaster uh, for them because we talked about it on the show leading up to, into the game that if uh, Brock Purdy led you to the uh, Super Bowl for the franchise, there's no way you could turn things back over to uh, Lance or Garoppolo. Well, now <laughs> – you still don't have any questions answered. So, um, yes, pretty finished the season amazingly. Obviously not great in the last game of how things ended, but uh, you're still left with some questions. And you're like, well, do we do, in fact, turn things back over to Trey Lance and give him another shot, give him another opportunity? Or do we see what we got here in Brock Purdy? Or is he kind of like a flash in the pan for these past five or six games or so, or, you know, are, what are we going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, who, you know, was caught some flack on social media for uh, being caught smiling on the sidelines. Oh man, the guy can't laugh uh, for some point in the game. You know, they were down 21 to seven, I think at that point, but uh, my goodness, I think that's getting way overblown uh, there. People just kind of having fun at the expense of Jimmy G, uh, I think, there. But, uh, so still unanswered questions going into uh, the offseason for San Francisco. And uh, he kind of hated how uh, the uh, season ended uh, there, especially you weren't even really given a chance there. You had one quarter, but then uh, uh, Purdy goes out after that, and it was pretty much uh, decided uh, after that, and, you know, Philadelphia goes away, and they win, and they're back to uh, the uh, Super Bowl, and uh, police grease those poles up, but I don't really think it stopped uh, those Philly fans uh, very much. I think I saw uh, some people fall through, like, a bus stop uh, stand or whatever, but uh, Philadelphia, rejoice because uh, book your tickets to Arizona because uh, you are going to uh, the uh, Super Bowl. And we would find out really quick as uh, the AFC Championship game kicked off not too soon after that. And this one was definitely more entertaining than uh, the uh, previous one uh, for sure. Even though it kind of wasn't early, it got uh, exciting uh, late particularly in the second half. And the Chiefs ended up winning 23-20 on a uh, Butker uh, uh, field goal at the very end. And, of course, everyone's talking about uh, one of the uh, biggest things coming out of this game is the officiating. And, yes, it wasn't very good. And it seemed like every big call 
went against Cincinnati, including that one uh, that uh, roughing the passer or not roughing the passer or uh, I don't know what exactly it was uh, getting them out of bounds, unnecessary roughness. I guess uh, you would say with uh, the linebacker pushing. Mahomes um, the there, giving that extra 15 yards on the last uh, drive to kind of set up that uh, field goal. And who knows, you know, if without that 15-yard penalty, we could be going into overtime. And who knows what we could be talking about today if we could have had Cincinnati uh, pull it out or we could have had the Chiefs the same result uh, there. But I guess we'll, we'll never know. Could have, should have, would have uh, type of thing. I don't like this uh, narrative that's kind of being spin around uh, Patrick Mahomes about, you know, uh, everyone's kind of comparing him to the flu game. It's not really necessarily a flu game at all. Uh, it was just an ankle injury, and, yeah, he gritted it through it. But uh, let's not uh, let's not compare it to the flu game uh, here. And I guess it, it, the lure of this championship game for uh, Patrick Mahomes will uh, have to wait to see whether they complete it. Put the cherry on top of the Sunday and uh, get the uh, Super Bowl victory coming up in a, a couple of weeks. But um, really, besides the officiating, the Chiefs did win a lot of other categories besides uh, some of those big calls going against uh, Cincinnati. And, uh, hey, you know, I mean, uh, this is what happens to you. I put it on uh, social media on Friday or Saturday, you know, the Cincinnati mayor going on and talking some trash and uh, declaring that, you know, Patrick Mahomes needs to take a paternity test to see if Joe Burrow is really his dad or whatever. And uh, this is what happens. Put bulletin board material. I mean, Cincinnati just did it a couple of weeks prior, the last two weeks against the Ravens, you know, to close out the regular season. They didn't want the coin toss, even though that was their own doing of deciding that that's how it would go. Uh, the coin toss with the Ravens. So uh, they uh, just beat them up in the last regular season game and didn't even put that, uh, get that into question. And then the next week uh, with uh, against Buffalo, about Buffalo uh, doing the advanced ticket sales for the championship game. And, well, this is what happens. You know, Cincinnati gave him some bulletin board material, and the Chiefs proved that the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Get this Burrow head uh, nonsense out of here. It was only 3-0, and guys. This isn't like Joe Burrow was like 8-0, and 10-0 against Patrick Mahomes in his entire career. This is like Tom Brady uh, owning Peyton Manning in the playoff games or games in his career either. Uh, this is a bigger deal when Peyton beat, finally beat uh, Tom Brady because it felt like more than that, uh, but I'm not really sure what that rivalry uh, stood when uh, the Colts finally beat the Pats in that championship game to advance and uh, when the Colts won their uh, Super Bowl against the Bears, by the way. Uh, but uh, none of this head nonsense. Travis Kelsey uh, did the slam dunking at the very end. Uh, a couple of uh, things that he said. Won't repeat one of the things that he uh, said at the very end. I'm sure CBS loved that. But uh, the uh, despite some of the uh, questionable calls uh, late, but... Uh, the Chiefs probably should have won this uh, regardless, and it was just a tough pillow swallow there at the uh, very end for uh, Cincinnati. And also, the other big thing was giving uh, uh, the Chiefs an extra down, uh, extra third down on that one. But you know, Arrowhead's loud. Uh, the referee blew the whistle, and he was running in on the play. Just no one heard him, or no one saw him uh, there with everything else going on. So, in uh, on that drive. That they gave him an extra down on. Yeah, they picked up the first down, but they still punted on that drive. So really, did in the grand scheme of things, did that affect the game at all very much? Not really. It was just uh, some of the other uh, penalties 
there late in that one that cost uh, the Bengals. And so uh, they'll be a gut-wrenched how their season came to a close again in the championship game. And uh, Patrick Mahomes gutted it out. Travis Kelsey gutted it out as well as heard that he got injured in practice on Friday and his back tightened up. And he was kind of a game-time decision to uh, play into the game. But he finally did play. And um, the Chiefs ended up winning. So the stage is set for the uh, Super Bowl in uh, Glendale. What is it, Super Bowl 57 in uh, Glendale? And sure enough, it's in State Farm Stadium. Patrick Mahomes, one of the spoke people for uh, State Farm. So that's kind of uh, questionable there, maybe, possibly. Uh, but it is going to be uh, Philadelphia versus the uh, Chiefs. Uh, and uh, quiet with that narrative about the, the NFL wanted the Kelsey Bowl. Nah, they didn't want the matchup between the tight end and the offensive lineman. Come on. I know that's a story, but that's only part of it uh, there. Maybe also you could say that it had a little bit to do with, you know, Philadelphia fans, they're going to travel to the game. Kansas City fans, they're going to travel to the game. Clearly, uh, they bought a bunch of tickets for the AFC Championship neutral site game. So uh, their fan base travels well. And we know Philadelphia love them or hate them you know where i stand on them but they still show up to the game and they'll still show up tailgate for this one and uh, so uh get prepared for the next two weeks talking about jalen hurts versus patrick mahomes and get ready uh for uh people to crown patrick mahomes and then we tom brady and uh with how many super bowls and championship games that he's getting to so uh, be prepared for that conversation for the next couple weeks because uh we're gonna talk about all of it you know Go from breakdown, every position battle, uh, because we got two weeks, two long weeks before the uh, Super Bowl. And we'll have the Super Bowl right here on a 98.9, the game. And it's going to be Philadelphia versus Kansas City. And what did the uh, line open up with uh, here right now as we sit currently? Eagles favored by two points in the uh, Super Bowl. And... It is 49.5 is the over and under. One thing I do like about the Super Bowl is all those little prop bets that they have. So uh, we'll definitely be doing that as the game actually comes closer. All right. Uh, so uh, that's not the only thing that happened this weekend. Uh, the uh, story of the weekend in local sports with the uh, conference tournaments in uh, TC and LIC wrapping up. And we'll cover it all coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important. Employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC.
Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Shop limited-time deals at the Truckload Event at Lowe's, happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload Event today. Valid 1229-125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, I noticed it's been a few minutes since you thought about when your quarterback ran into his own teammate and fumbled, technically forcing his own fumble, and then the other team took it in for a score, and then you couldn't turn on the TV for a month without being constantly reminded of the time your quarterback sacked himself and fumbled. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Meet Joe A, Joe B, hello, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with AutoSync. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. And now, the starting lineup. The Memphis. Memphis. Turn around three for Memphis. Oh, get at the buzzer. Get at the buzzer. We're going to overtime. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the start and lineup here on 98.9 via game ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks hanging out with you on a solo mission once again here today. And coming up here on the program, let's talk some local sports. As I forgot, the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament as well concluded on a Saturday. But I'll get to where I was at first. And that was Altamont and a packed standing room only crowd on a Saturday night on hand to see the championship game between St. Anthony and Altamont. And it was the home school, Altamont. And it was also the defending champions as well. Altamont defending their crown. And the trophy is not going anywhere as it's staying right there in Altamont. Community High School as Altamont wins back-to-back National Trail Conference championships for the first time going back-to-back since 1935-36. That was the first year of the inception of the conference and the tournament. 
obviously, and they did it on Saturday night in front of that capacity crowd. 51-32 to was the final score over St. Anthony, and Altamont got off to a picture-perfect start for them as it did take a little bit as this was the first meeting between uh, these two schools, and this is kind of like a heavyweight fight. They kind of... Uh, Felt each other out a little bit and took a couple minutes before uh, points were scored. And when the points got scored, uh, the floodgates opened at least for one team, and that was the Altamont Indians. Eric Coleman got it started with a uh, layup first off, and then Altamont scored the first 10 points of the game and had the uh, crowd behind him early capacity crowd uh, there and uh, it finally took under two minutes on the clock for St. Anthony to uh, finally get on the scoreboard. Colin Wessendorf uh, got that with a basket and then he also got a, a free throw as well and that was the only three points for St. Anthony uh, in the uh, first quarter for them and those 10 points were the only uh, 10 for uh, Altima as well and again Altamont kept things going there in the uh, second quarter as Avery Arhouse made a three. Uh, Hammer would make a, another uh, layup as he drove the baseline. That made it 16-205 midway through the uh, second quarter. And uh, then uh, Griffin Sahi right before halftime kind of uh, got a little bit of momentum going for St. Anthony going into uh, the locker room just trying to find anything as uh, Griffin Sahi uh, made a three-pointer to cut the uh, deficit to eight. It was 19 to 211 at the half. And then uh, whatever positive momentum, St. Anthony kept it going after that kind of long extended halftime uh, with the scholarships uh, being awarded and the scholarship being awarded at halftime. So a little bit more of an extensive halftime this time around. Uh, but St. Anthony, they had it going on as uh, they had the – uh, comeback, you know, uh, Brock Fearday, who was held scoreless in the uh, first half. He got as many open looks as he did in the first few minutes of the third quarter as he probably did in the whole first half uh, there. And that little quick four-point spurt got the lead down to 19 to 2 of 15. But unfortunately, that's as close as St. Anthony uh, would get as Altamont would quickly go on a run after that. And a four-point swing uh, for Eli Miller as he would uh, make a shot. Uh, I think it was like a kind of a post shot uh, more than a baseline shot. But it was uh, Eli Miller with a point. And then uh, he would also hit a, a three-pointer as well. And uh, then uh, the very next possession, it would be a, a missed shot. And uh, that place for Altamont, they came unglued. And it sounded a little bit like this. And Hamer. The other way, gives it off to Elon for three. No. Yes. Wow. Hit the front of the rim, and then it bounced over and in. Three-pointer there for Dylan Elam. He's in the Stop double figures. Everybody get on their feet. 27-15, and the crowd obliges. Markelli over. Weston North, in and out, no good. A tip out. Coleman into the arms of your house. Goes up to Hammer. Way up. Good. Wow. the basket. And the foul. Count it and one for Jared Hammer. I hate the rooster to blow off this place, Travis. <laughs> if Woo! it didn't before, it will now. Right. As Hammer 
the other way in transition. As you can tell, the crowd was at a, a fever pitch at that a point. I did uh, want to uh, mention that I did uh, say that Dylan Elam hit that three. Uh, well, I was mistaken by the uh, sleeves that uh, Dylan and Eli both wear, and it was Eli Miller who uh, made uh, that three-pointer uh, there, and then that uh, missed shot and outlet pass from Yarhouse to Hammer uh, got those fans. That was as loud as I've heard that place in uh, quite a long time. Uh, there at Altamont. So uh, what atmosphere it was a part of. And uh, then Altamont would kind of ride that wave of momentum and they would take the lead back. It would get up to 14 points at one point in the uh, third. They led 37 to 22 after three. And in the fourth quarter, Altamont kind of finished things off there. Uh, kind of Earhart came in. I thought he came in and brought a lot of energy and got a couple of big offensive rebounds. He had a big offensive putback. That got it to 43-24. It was, ended up being a 20-point lead in the uh, second quarter. And then fans started to head for the exits. And then Altamont uh, won the uh, championship when uh, double zeros went on the clock as, man, St. Anthony just couldn't get anything going, but the defense was the name of the game for Altamont. That's where uh, this one won, won, was won. Uh, Coach Nebri agreed that in the uh, post-game interview there, uh, that defense was on point in this one for Altamont, and it sure was. And uh, St. Anthony wasn't getting very many open looks, and whenever open looks that they were getting, uh, they just weren't falling. Even though both teams were only 2 for 15, I think, from uh, beyond the arc, uh, it didn't seem that way for Altamont. You know, the Eli Miller 3 and Yarhouse 3 were the only ones that Altamont made the entire game. It just seemed like Altamont was making other shots uh, there. And uh, so uh, Eli was uh, stepped up huge uh, for the Indians. Uh, Dylan Elam also as well. He uh, tied for the point total on Saturday with the Yarhouse. They both had 11. And uh, so uh, it was Eric Coleman making all-tournament team for Altamont. It was uh, Dylan Elam and it was Avery Yarhouse making all-tournament team as well. And he ended up being the MVP uh, there. So a tough one uh, for St. Anthony as uh, they fall as uh, no one was in double figures. Uh, Sehi uh, was close. He had nine, but you know, it was a tough night for uh, Fear Day. He only had seven. Uh, Schmidt, who just scored, it was he just went off against North Clay. He only scored uh, six points in uh, this one. And Caney, he only scored one. So those are some Big key, big, big key contributors for St. Anthony. I was kind of held off the uh, scoreboard uh, there. We'll have to see what is in store for the rematch because these two will meet up in the regular season. And I know Altamont, one of the big goals in there, not just take the conference tournament championship, but also take the uh, regular season championship as well. St. Anthony will have another another shot out of them right there in Altamont. There I double-checked, and it was uh, St. Anthony at Altamont. Make your plans. It's Valentine's Day, February 14th, and uh, that's the second-to-last regular season game there for Altamont. So Altamont captures their eighth tournament championship. They improved to 19-3. Their win streak is now up to 14 games, and it's right back in action tomorrow night against Flora. And uh, that was an exciting atmosphere to be a part of on a Saturday for uh, the uh, championship game. And uh, let's take a look at uh, some other things uh, that happened there on uh, Saturday and other uh, uh, action there at the NTC in the seventh place game. It was South Central over in Yoga, 59-247. Uh, South Central kind of took control of this one in the second quarter. They led 35-21. to 
at the half. Nioga tried to get back in it there in the third, uh, but uh, South Central takes seventh place here in this one. Dotson, he had uh, 26 points. Uh, Watwood, he had 11 uh, points in uh, this one. And Richards led the way, and Sheehan led the way for Nioga as well as they both had 14 points apiece there. But it was uh, South Central taking home seventh place. In the Constellation Championship, it was a comeback for Windsor's Two Straws as they defeated St. Elmo Brownstown 51-44. Windsor actually had the first quarter lead, but then uh, St. Elmo scored them 13-2 in the second, and they had the lead 23-19 at the half. They were both even in the third, but Windsor outscored them 22-11 in the fourth quarter for the win. Uh, Austin Wittenberg led the way uh, for the half. Uh, he ended up with 25, and Palsley, he had a big shot against uh, South Central on a Friday. He had the game winner on Friday, uh, and he led the way for the Eagles. He had 12, Schwab, he had 10. It was a comeback effort for North Clay as they defeated uh, Dietrich 58-50. to uh, Dietrich had the uh, lead after one quarter and then a halftime by 7, 28-21. But then it was a 21-8 third quarter by North Clay as they took the lead 42-36 to into the final quarter and they would go on to win and win third place. Uh, Fleener, he had 20. Booz had 14. And Smith had 11. Uh, Gephardt led the way for the Maroons. He had 16. Wessendorf had 14, and Kidd had 11. Making the all-tournament team for uh, the NTC was Adam Atwood from St. Elmo, Aiden Dotson from South Central, Quinton Richards from Neoga, Austin Wittenberg from Windsor Two Straws, Alex Booz and Logan Fleener from North Clay, Brock Fearday and uh, Ryan Schmidt from St. Anthony both made it, Caleb Gephardt made it for Dietrich, and like I mentioned, Coleman, Elam, and Yarhouse for Altamont and Yarhouse taking home the MVP. It could have went to Yarhouse or Coleman into this one, or Elam, I guess, for for that matter. But that kind of shows you how deep this Altamont team is. Any one of those three players could have been the MVP, but it went to Avery Yarhouse. So congratulations to him. Let's take a look at some other conference tournament action there uh, in uh, uh, Saturday 1st. It was the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament finishing up there in Argenta. Blue Ridge ended up in a ninth place, the one-point victory over Heritage. Seventh place game with the Tri-County over Villa Grove. Uh, Consolation Championship was Arcola over Argenta. And the uh, third place game it was Cumberland getting the win over Sarah Gordo in a double OT. That's right. Uh, got your money's worth there in the third place game. 70 to 61. And the Pirates come away with a third place. So congratulations there to Cumberland as uh, they had to fight back all game as uh, Sarah Gordo led after one quarter. Then uh, Cumberland, they closed the gap and had a strong second quarter. But Sarah Gordo still had the lead 33 28 after three. But then it was a 20 to 15 of fourth quarter for. For the Pirates to tie it up in regulation at a 48. And then in the first overtime session, they both went 10 points apiece. So then we were tied at a 58. And then it was all Cumberland in the second OT as they outscored a Saragordo 12 to a 3 to end up with the win. Uh, Hendricks led the way for the Pirates. He had 25. And McElravey also with uh, 24 big points for uh, the uh, Pirates. And I saw that uh, Bull also had some contributions as well. So big congratulations to uh, the Cumberland Pirates for that third place uh, game, the third place trophy uh, there in Argenta. And just grinded it out in a double overtime uh, there against Sarah Gordo. So good win there. Moore led the way for Sarah Gordo. He had 20 but he was the only 20-point uh, scorer there for 
uh, the uh, Broncos, I believe, is Sarah Cordo. So uh, congratulations to the Pirates' third place game. And then the championship is the Cater LSA. They had a battle back against Ocot Valley. I was uh, looking at updates uh, for this one on Saturday. As uh, LSA, their main undefeated, they're 22-0 now. 66-56 to was the final. So uh, they win the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament Championship. And they had a battle. Ocot Valley led after one at, at halftime, 32-27. Two-point lead after three, uh, but then a 26 quarter is what I uh, tallied up. They'd be 26 to 14 now. It scored Ocala Valley in the fourth to uh, take home the uh, tournament championship uh, there for the Cater LSA in the Lincoln Prairie. On a Friday, I would should say the Little Illini Conference Tournament wrapped up there in Olney. Seventh place game uh, there in Paris as this one had to be uh, switched up. They won over Marshall 50-41. to In the Constellation Championship, it was Robinson over Mount Carmel 48-46. Third place game went to Lawrenceville as they uh, two-point victory over uh, Casey 48-46. And then the championship game is Newton. They are... Fairly new to this uh, conference, as uh, I'm not sure what year that they left the Apollo and went to the Little Illini, but they win their first ever Little Illini basketball tournament championship, and they did it over Olney, 40 to 37. Olney led after one, nine to seven, and it was 20 to 17 at the half. But then Newton takes control of the game in the third, 13 to nine. They outscore the Tigers in the third to take the one point lead, entering the uh, final quarter, and then they outscored them 10 to eight in the fourth for the W for the Eagles. So congratulations to Newton. Big win there to take home the LIC, a basketball tournament championship. Nichols led the way. Uh, he had 14. Wolf had a nine. No players in doubles figures for Olney. Uh, Thurman led the way for the Tigers. He had nine. Winkler had eight. Brown had seven. But that was it for the uh, Tigers. So tough sledding there. And 40-37, uh, to 37, that's a defensive battle there on a Friday and Newton improves to 16 and seven on the uh, season. So uh, congratulations there as what they were the, uh, they might've been the uh, three seed coming into the tournament, three seed, four seed coming in for the uh, basketball uh, tournament. Yeah, they were the uh, three seed uh, there. So congratulations to uh, the Eagles on the win uh, there. Some other action in uh, regular season action on a Friday was breeze modern day over at Totopolis, 50-2-0, in that one. Modern day, 41-28 after three quarters, but 18-9. Doubled them up there, did the shoes, but um, unfortunately that comeback attempt fell a little bit short there. Uh, Marcus led the way for modern day. James Nieberge, the only player in double figures for Totopolis, he had 18 in the victory. Slinking over Mattoon by 20, and it was Charleston over Taylorville. As well in a girls basketball on a Friday, the rivalry game against uh, the Shoes versus the Hearts. And it was T-Town getting the win over FEM 53-35. It was Topolis 16-7 or 9-6 after one. But then uh, they outscored them 16-7 in the second. They'll get a 25-13 lead at the half. And obviously the Shoes would go on to win. Uh, Kaylee Niebuhr led the way for T-Town. She had 21. Conkle had 10. Another Niebuhr for FEM. Ella Niebuhr. Led the way for the Hearts. She had 14. So, Topolis 23 and a three on the season. FEM 17 and eight, as it stood on Friday. 
on a Saturday. We also had uh, the uh, Panthers showcase in uh, Pinckneyville and uh, turn right around, uh, getting the championship on a Friday and turn right around and having to take on Marion in Pinckneyville was Newton as they unfortunately fell 68-47 in the uh, Panthers shootout. There as Marion jumped out 16 to 11, they extended that out. They led 37 to 23 at half, and then Newton tried to get back in it in the third, but uh, Marion put it away in the fourth quarter. 20 to 8 outscored Newton there, and Noel led the way. He had 31 big points for Marion. Nichols had 18 to lead the way for the Eagles, so they fall. Game before that was Robinson over Meridian 76-58, and then later on in the night it was Pinckneyville. Over at the top list, 50 at 41. So, hmm, T-Town now 16 and 7. Three game losing streak that the shoes are on. And they got Newton coming up, coming into town for their next game. And then they get uh, St. Anthony on uh, Friday as well. So, tough stretch for the shoes. On. Hey, I know they play in a tough independent schedule, but three game losing skid they're on now as uh, they led, uh, shoes led 10 to 9 after one, but then. Uh, 24 to 23 for Pinckneyville at the half, and then uh, they outscored uh, T Town 26 to 18 there um, in the second half. It was Seymour leading the way for T Town. He had 11. Brendan Niebuhr he had nine, but that was really it. Uh, Conkle had 13, and Keith had 11 for Pinckneyville. And it was also uh, Tuscola over uh, Sullivan, 56 to uh, 27. In girls basketball, it was Muhammad over FEM, 50 to 43. Newton, they get a big overtime win against CHBC, 56 to uh, 53. It's kind of an up and down uh, game uh, as Newton had the big lead after uh, one, and then they led 24 to 21 at the half. Did Newton? And they led after three. CHBC 12 to 5 in the fourth quarter to tie the game at 46 at the end of regulation, and then uh, Newton would go on to win that one. I uh, didn't see any stats for Newton, but I do know that Rodman led the way for a CHBC. She had 18 in the loss. It was Neogo over Robinson 58 to 52. It was Satopoulos picking up another win, so now 24 and 3 now over Bree Central 46 44 as they hold on to win as a 12 to 4 fourth quarter for Shoes give them the win. Uh, there, Nibri led the way for T Town. She had 21. Zarcola over Marshall, Alney over Edwards County. And it was St. Anthony over Pena in overtime as well, 60 to 56. And it was Lincoln, 25 and 0 now over Charleston, 77 to 15. And it was also I wanted to mention that Vandalia won over DeCoin, 63-52. And this is now the uh, most wins since uh, the 2009-2008-2009 season for Vandalia, as uh, now they're 19 and 8 on the season. Thanks to I-70 Sports for that little uh, nugget there for the most wins and the Vandals have a few more games to close out the regular season there so having a great season they are girls basketball tonight I do know that a Brownstown St. Elmo and a CHBC they do have to uh, postpone that game there due to uh, the uh, weather today with uh, school uh, St. Anthony, they were supposed to face uh, North Clay tonight. Uh, Cumberland is uh, hosting uh, Martinsville. Robinson's at Dietrich. Breeze Modern Day is against the Topless. Uh, Ramsey is against the Windsor Stu Straws. Uh, Pena is at Newton. Uh, Olney is against Mattoon and Lawrenceville at Oblong Palahut. But again, some of those games are subject to change depending on uh, whether those schools had uh, school or not. All right, uh, so that is the uh, jam-packed local sports 
for you. And, of course, I have all the scores up on the website, femradio.com. And Eric and I have kind of tag-teamed on uh, this one for the uh, local sports and the NTC as well. So uh, check that out. We got the all-tournament team listed uh, there. And uh, check out all the scores on our local sports tab on our website, fmradio.com. But right now, let's uh, step away and let's talk some Illini coming up next here on the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. The Cromwell Media Group of Illinois operated radio stations WCRC, WCRA, WHQQ, WJKG, and 96.3 Classic Rock is an equal opportunity employer dedicated to providing broad outreach regarding job vacancies. We seek the help of local organizations in referring qualified applicants to our stations. Organizations that wish to receive our vacancy information should contact Cindy Hansen, EEO Manager, at 217-428-4487. That's 217-428-4487. Wendy's Nose Cold and Soggy Fries are the worst. So soggy. That's why we're serving up hot and crispy fries all day, every day. And all night, until close. With natural cut potatoes, sea salted to perfection. Show me that potato skin. Wendy's hot and crispy aren't like other fries. We're your dream fry. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's hot and crispy fries. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. If yours aren't, bring them back and we'll replace them. The Hoop Collective Podcast. I'm at our ESPN LA studios. You may remember that Bev did a couple of days of work for ESPN last year. Oh, I remember. I was on with him. He left a gorgeous Dolce & Gabbana suit here that is just spectacular. You should wear it on TV today, Brian. I do not believe it will fit me, only because the arms are too long. (laughs) You're across the street. Come over and get it. It's got to be at least a $7,000 suit. The Hoop Collective Podcast. Listen on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And now, the starting lineup. With the five wins, I think they'll have enough playoff points. This is Marty Stock at Hooters Plus with some money-saving ideas. Start with a great... On 98.9 The Game. Travis Marks with your Sports Center update. The St. Louis Blues are on a four-game losing streak now, following a 4-2 loss to the Colorado Avalanche at Ball Arena on Saturday. The Blues fought through an early 3-0 deficit to come within one in the third period, but the Avalanche knocked in an empty netter with three seconds left in a regulation. Brandon Shin and Barbashev each scored in the losing effort. St. Louis is now in sixth place with 49 points. They visit the Jets tonight. Missouri Tigers knocked off the number 13 Iowa State with a 78-61 victory in Mizzou on a Saturday. The Tigers took a 10-point lead at half and then led 39 of the uh, game's 40 minutes. So, so a domination there by Mizzou. Mizzou improved to 16-5 overall, 5-4 in the SEC. They host LSU on a Wednesday. St. Louis uh, City SC earned their first win as MLS, MLS squad with a 4-0 preseason victory. Oh, it's preseason. That doesn't count. 
<laughs> they won it over Inter Milan on a Saturday. Uh, the Bulls snapped a two-game losing streak by uh, beating the Orlando Magic in Orlando on Saturday, 128-109. Uh, the Blackhawks surrendered four second-period goal, second goals in a 7-3 loss with Edmonton at Rogers Place on a Saturday. Also, the Blackhawks announced that legendary player Bobby Hull has uh, passed away and uh, that uh, Chicago Sky is saying that Candace Parker is leaving for Vegas. Welcome back in uh, to uh, the uh, starting lineup here on a uh, 98.9, uh, the uh, game. Uh, with the everything that's happening this morning, uh, C-plus on that Sports Center read. Uh, there as there go the uh, papers uh, there. All right, uh, let's talk about some uh, college basketball here as uh, the uh, Fighting Illini here on a 98.9. They came away with the 10-point uh, victory over Wisconsin as 61 to uh, 51 was the uh, final score uh, there on a Saturday. Don't know where or don't know who this headband belonged to, but hey, we should keep it on. I don't think he will because I don't think he's a superstitious type of guy. But Matthew Meyer, my goodness, he had 26 points career high uh, for him. He was 5 for 11 from uh, beyond a three-point range, and he ended up leading the way. For the uh, Fighting Illini, he had uh, 26 points, and uh, he was one of the big uh, key contributors. And, yeah, he did look kind of odd with that uh, headband. He's like, man, I just found it on the floor on practice, and I don't even know whose it was. And it looked like a brand-new headband, and he decided to wear it. And, hey, it worked on a Saturday. Uh, hey, didn't come easy, though. You know, it was a rock fight. We, we thought that we were going to have reminiscences of some bad memories against Penn State all those years ago and that low-scoring affair, the absolutely the rock fights of all rock fights uh, there against uh, Penn State. But it was 20-16 to 16 at the half. It's a Big Ten score if I ever saw one. And uh, the Illini did have the lead, but then Wisconsin, they came out pretty strong in the second half, and they ended up taking the one-point lead at one point. But then uh, really after that, uh, the Illini went on a humongous run there, and uh, just as quickly as Wisconsin took the lead, uh, the Fighting Illini took it right back, and uh, so it was a huge run to get back in uh, front. Dame Danger, he had a lot better game and a lot better performance than the uh, first time uh, against uh, Wisconsin. He had nine uh, points in uh, this one. Uh, Jalen Epps, hey, Eric has said it for a while, and this man should stay in the starting lineup as you know, he had 13 points, and he was 5 for 10 uh, from the field, and he had another uh, outstanding game, and so keep him in the lineup, and uh, that's really it. I only went 8 deep on a Saturday as Rodgers came off the bench for a little bit, but he didn't play a lot. Sincere Harris, he didn't play a lot. You know, both those guys didn't score at all, and, you know, Rodgers, he only got one rebound, and I was on the defensive end, so... Didn't really do a whole lot. Um, I don't know if he was in foul trouble or, or whatnot, but uh, on, Hawkins didn't do anything uh, this game at all. Six for 20 from uh, beyond the arc, uh, the Illini uh, were, so that's not a very good uh, percentage. Uh, Wisconsin, though, 19 for 57, 33%. Uh, not a whole lot happening there, and Wall wasn't really as much a factor as I uh, thought he would be. Uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. also had a rough day as well as I know he was in foul trouble early on. And so uh, if you would have told me that the Illini would have got a 10-point win and Terrence Shannon Jr. only would have scored six, then I would have told you they probably were crazy. Uh, but that's what ended up happening. Uh, you know, R.J. Melendez off the bench, one of my favorites this season. Uh, yeah, I know what he brings defensively, but 
26 minutes, only two points, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc. Another outstanding day uh, for Mr. RJ uh, there on the offensive end. But, uh, hey, the only thing that, that mattered is uh, Illinois picks up the win here. And, you know, it's been a while since uh, the uh, Fighting Illini have uh, lost to the uh, Badgers. And, in fact, you know, I think it was only over, uh, yeah, it's been 1,440 days since Wisconsin has beaten uh, the Fighting Illini in basketball. So uh, there you go. And uh, this graduating class, I told you about it on uh, Friday about, you know, remember back in the day in uh, 2004 when uh, the Illini beat Wisconsin, broke their big win streak uh, that they had at the Kohl Center. And then uh, Io did it as well in those blue uniforms that they wore on Saturday as well and uh they did that one there and then you know this graduating senior class is going to graduate never losing to uh, wisconsin there at the uh cole center so uh very good things happening on a saturday and was it an impressive win no not really but uh hey we survived in advance in uh, the uh big 10 and that's uh, all we can do and so uh the uh Next up for the Illini, quick turnaround. They're back in action uh, tomorrow as they're in Champaign against Nebraska. And we'll have coverage for you right here on 98.9. At 6 o'clock will be the tip-off, so that means 5 o'clock will be the uh, broadcast uh, start time of this one between uh, the uh, Cornhuskers and uh, the Illini. And uh, Nebraska, 10 and a 12, only 3 and 8 in the um in the Big Ten, and uh, since January, a little bit there, uh, they've lost uh, four out of their last five games. The only team that they beat uh, there was uh, was it that? Nope, that was that wasn't against that was Minnesota against Ohio State that they blew that call at the end. But that was the only win for Nebraska they've had uh, in the last five games. They've uh, won against Ohio State, sixty-three to uh, sixty uh, there. So. We'll see uh, what happens. And uh, the Illini and Nebraska already uh, faced off once uh, uh, this season, right? As, or no. That was Maryland. Yeah, no. They uh, won 76-50. to I think that was the game that they weren't very good early. But then they end up being uh, there. So uh, that is what happened in uh, the Illini world on uh, Saturday. What else happened on uh, Saturday in the prestigious uh, SEC Big 12 Challenge. Well, the Big 12 owns this as I think they won every single matchup in this one, including Oklahoma taking down a number two Alabama, 93 to uh, 69. Uh, Houston took care of business against Cincinnati, but Tennessee beat Texas, 82-71. Kansas State over Florida, 64-50. to Arizona won. Uh, Kansas State won over Kentucky, 77-68. Uh, Mizzou, uh, they beat Iowa State, 78-61. So I guess that they didn't win every single one uh, there. So I completely forgot about that one. And then on uh, Sunday, well, it was uh, Purdue uh, beating Michigan State, 77-61. Zach Eady goes off for 38 points in this one. Pretty dominant performance there at the whiteout there at Purdue. So 38 points, 13 rebounds, uh, three steals, and some blocks as well for Mr. Zach Eady there. So nice performance. Getting it done, number one team. Purdue getting it done against Sparty. Big time performance there for the big fella. All right, did that make my top three moments from the sports weekend? 
spoiler alert, no, it didn't. But I'll tell you what did make my top three moments from the sports weekend. That's what I'm closing out with here on the starting lineup to close out this Monday. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. And now... And I also asked, Coach, what can we expect from the FEM Hearts this season? Well, I'll tell you what, it's... um... It's ironic. I was talking with a couple people about that. Uh, it would help if I played the uh, right clip. Back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. So we'll welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9. I'm only here on 98.9 for just a, a smidge, a bit longer. But I have just enough time to uh, get to the most important thing on a Monday. And, of course, I'm talking about the top three moments from the sports weekend. Uh, let's hit it. And now it's time for the top three. Top three moments from the uh, sports weekend, and of course, in a no particular order, but I'll start off with my uh, number three, and that was uh, one of my favorite players in the NFL and a fellow Travis as well. Maybe his first name has a lot to do with this, but Travis Kelsey, that's right, uh, dunking on the uh, Cincinnati mayor and uh, says uh, straight out of the sports entertainment world, know your role and uh, shut your mouth, and also said uh, something else that I can't uh, say here off. On radio as well about Burrowhead, but uh, Travis Kelsey uh, dunking on the uh, Cincinnati mayor is my uh, number three moment from the sports weekend. My number two moment from the uh, sports weekend uh, was Altamont winning uh, the NTC title. Anytime uh, that the uh, NTC championship rolls around, it's always a packed house, standing room only uh, crowd uh, more often uh, than not. And it was, and it was just uh, an amazing atmosphere to be a part of on a Saturday. And uh, like I played there at the uh, local sports segment of that hammer and one, that place just got as loud as I've uh, heard it in quite a while. So uh, what an atmosphere it was uh, to uh, be a part of uh, there in Altamont, taking home the NTC uh, tournament championship back to back. First time back-to-back since 1935, 30-6 there for the Indians. And they take home. They defend home court. They defend the home crown. Trophy ain't going nowhere there. And then my number one moment from the sports weekend, you say, how can they get any better than Altamont winning the NTC championship? Well, I mentioned Travis Kelsey doing something straight out of the sports entertainment world. Well, that's also my number one moment from the uh, sports weekend, from the sports and entertainment genre. It was the Royal Rumble this weekend, and it was on Saturday as well, so I didn't get the, a chance to watch it on Saturday night, so I had to wait till after the championship games to watch it on uh, Sunday. A little hard to stay off social media, but hey, 
I did what I had to do. Hey, that pitch back match, that happened, right? <laughs> but Rhea Ripley winning in the Royal Rumble. Uh, she's doing good things with the uh, Judgment Day, and hopefully she can have her WrestleMania moment that was kind of taken away from her uh, during COVID. And then my boy, Cody Rhodes, starting off the show, coming back from a torn a pectoral. And the American Nightmare going on to winning the big one as he entered number 30 in the Rumble, and he won it against Gunther. Nice little back and forth that they had at the end of the match. So Cody winning uh, the uh, men's Rumble. And then, of course, the very end, storytelling at its finest. The cinema, baby. Sami Zayn uh, turning on Roman there. And uh, the uh, crowd reaction to the turn was amazing as well. It's one of the things that you love about uh, sports entertainment. So uh, that was my top moment from uh, the uh, sports weekend uh, there. So hopefully you enjoyed your uh, sports weekend and I'm going to have to say that Eric would probably agree with me with the uh, number one moment in the uh, sports weekend uh, there being a part of the uh, Royal uh, Rumble. A lot of good things happening uh, this year, if you remember how we left last year's event. And I do remember that very well because I was at last year's Royal Rumble when it was in uh, St. Louis. And the uh, sign didn't catch on fire twice this time around, so that's a big thumbs up as well. Even though there wasn't an appearance by a great actor, uh, the great one didn't show up on Saturday. But... Eh, it's either here nor there. Uh, but that'll do it here for me here on the starting lineup. I still got a little bit more NBA and NHL to uh, talk about coming up in the uh, podcast. So uh, that's what I'm doing. And coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Fitz and Harry. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. And it's Travis Sparks hanging out with you today. Still got more stuff to uh, talk about and cleaning up the uh, NBA and the uh, uh, NHL. Also, uh, we'll be uh, cleaning up Sports Center uh, coming up here in uh, just a second as well. So, uh, speaking of that, uh, Sports Center didn't get to uh, some things that I kind of hurried. Uh, through there, there at the uh, very end, uh, that uh, Candace Parker leaving Chicago. That's right, the Chicago Sky are losing one of their uh, best players in the uh, WNBA. Candace Parker made the decision to sign with the Las Vegas Aces over the weekend. Uh, Parker spent the last two years in Chicago leading the Sky to the WNBA title in uh, 2021. Uh, but the uh, Parker era over for the Sky. Uh, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor confirmed to NFL.com they underwent surgery on his ankle this past Wednesday. It was done um, by uh, Dr. Robert Anderson in Green Bay. Uh, Taylor injured his ankle in week four against Tennessee. There's no uh, timeline for his recovery, but according to ESPN, the Colts are planning to conduct a, a second-hand coaching interview with Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen this week. Uh, the Packers, they may be open to uh, getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are open to a trading their star quarterback. 
Uh, Adam Schefter from ESPN reports uh, that an offseason trade of Aaron Rodgers remains an option for Green Bay for a quote-unquote variety of reasons. Schefter added that the franchise prefers to move on from Rodgers just as it once did with Brett Favre. The Super Bowl winning quarterback joined the Pat McAfee show like he does every single week on Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, and he said he was open to all honest and direct conversations. He also noted his uh, contact his contract would need a rework to help facilitate a trade as well. Speaking of surgery, Justin Herbert won't be participating in uh, this year's NFL Pro Bowl game. Oh, shocker. Star player isn't playing in the game. Yeah, who knew? Uh, the Chargers announced on Sunday that the quarterback underwent surgery to repair a, a torn labrum in his left shoulder. Last week, Herbert is expected to be cleared in time for offseason activities this spring. The 24-year-old has been picked as an alternate for the AFC after throwing for over 4,700 yards and 25 touchdowns this season. And also, any player that was going to participate in the Pro Bowl from the Chiefs or the Eagles will not be playing. So if you want to see the potential MVP and Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts play in the game, nope, not going to happen. Travis Kelsey, nope, not going to happen. Maybe A.J. Brown get thrown in there, nope, not going to happen. Those guys can't play in the Pro Bowl game, so why even have the Pro Bowl game? Uh, Hey, uh, speaking of the Chargers, they're in the news with this. The Dallas Cowboys announced that they'll have a new offensive coordinator next season. The NFL Network reported uh, over the weekend that the Cowboys had mutually parted ways with Kellen Moore and Moore served as the OC for the past four years after spending a year as the quarterback's coach in 2018. He was also the backup in Dallas from 2015 to 2017. And Mike McCarthy will reportedly take over the Cowboys' next play caller. And... One door closes, another door opens, as it is reported that today that Kellen Moore already has a new job. That's right. It's reported by first reported by the NFL Network that the Chargers are hiring Kellen Moore, not as a head coach, but they're hiring him as a new offensive coordinator, and sources to ESPN confirm that on a Monday. Moore is replacing offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, who was fired after a 10-7 season that ended in a historic meltdown against Jacksonville in the wild card uh, round uh, there. So, uh, Kellen Moore, hey, right back on his feet. New job there and also has a uh, new quarterback as well that's going to have had some work done uh, with his shoulder there. But uh, there you go, Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator there in L.A. Uh, speaking of uh, new defensive coordinators or new coordinators, uh, the Miami Dolphins are adding a former head coach to their coaching staff. Vic Vangio has agreed to deal with the deal that will make him the new defensive coordinator in South Beach. The 64-year-old has spent three seasons as head coach of the Denver Broncos before being fired following the 2021 season. Of course, Vangio spent the past season as a defensive consultant with the NFC champion. Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, uh, quarterback Stetson Bennett from Georgia. Potentially in the draft. Could this hurt his draft stock? Well, he's finding himself into some legal trouble in uh, Texas. Uh, Stetson uh, was arrested early Sunday morning in Dallas for public intoxication. The 25-year-old was taken into custody after police received reports of a man banging on doors. Bennett is coming off leading Georgia to its second straight national championship and is expected to be Selected in the NFL draft in April. So I guess that's what you get when a college kid is 25 years old and a public intoxication there in Texas. So good job, Stetson Bennett. And finally, uh, Brandon Stewart is narrowing down her choices to two teams in free agency for the 
uh, highly touted free agent in the WNBA. Uh, ESPN reports that the 27-year-old forward is going to pick between the Seattle Storm and the New York Liberty. Stewart has spent her whole career with the Storm, helping the team win two NBA WNBA titles and could end up returning to Seattle, but the Liberty were among the four teams Stewart met with after WNBA free agency opened there. So two of the biggest players in the game of WNBA could be switching teams. Of course, Parker with the Aces and... Could uh, Brandon Stewart be in New York? We'll have to see uh, where she lands or where she decides to go. All right. So, uh, as I mentioned there in the, the Sports Center, and I just went to it really quickly because it uh, just came out this morning, and the uh, Chicago Blackhawks announced that uh, their uh, all time leading scorer in uh, their franchise history, uh, Bobby Hull, of course, uh, the uh, father of uh, Brett Hull, who um, made his mark here with the uh, St. Louis Blues. But uh, Bobby Hall, the Golden Jet, has passed away at the age of 84. So uh, the Hall of Famer, of course, uh, played in 16 seasons. But uh, he played with the Jets and the Whalers. But he's probably most famous for uh, being a Blackhawk. He's actually 18th in all-time uh, leading in goal scorers. He's a two-time Hart Trophy winner, which is basically the MVP. And he won a Stanley Cup as well with the Blackhawks back in 1961. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1983 there. So uh, that is uh Terrible news to uh, be opening up here on this uh, Monday, uh, hearing one of the uh, greatest to ever do it. Uh, despite, you know, Blues, Blackhawks uh, type of rivalry thing, Bobby Hall was definitely uh, one of the greatest to ever do it and one of the staples in the Blackhawks organization uh, there, passing away at the age of 84. So RIP there to uh, one of the best in Blackhawks history in uh, Bobby Hall they're passing away so uh, not an easy way uh, to uh, transition but I'll transition away uh, from uh, the uh, that to the NBA as on a Friday uh, Giannis had himself a good weekend I mean Giannis goes for 41 on Friday against uh, the Pacers uh, in uh, Milwaukee end up winning this one 141 131 uh, Timberwolves over the Grizzlies 111 to 2100 the Heat over the Magic 110 to 105 on Friday uh, the Thunder over the Cavs, 112-100. to 100, And it was a Steph Curry, uh, 35 points, repelling uh, the Warriors over the Raptors, 129-117. to 117. On a Saturday was the 76ers over the Nuggets in a matchup between Joel Embiid and Nikola Jogic. And it was Embiid getting the best of that matchup. 47 points, 18 rebounds. And he also hit a, a three over Jokic as well. 126 to 119 of Philadelphia. One over the uh, Nuggets. Uh, Kyrie also uh, has uh, some uh, good final minutes there as the Nets beat the uh, Knicks in a battle for New York. 122 to 115. 32 points that Kyrie goes off for. It was the Rockets over the Pistons, 117 to 114. It was the Bulls getting the win over the uh, Magic, 128 to 109. Some uh, hot seat, or could be some players be moving on there in uh, Chicago with the trade deadline looming in the next month or so. And, well, they kind of quieted that a little bit by beating the Magic, 128 to 109. They're on a Saturday. Clippers over the Hawks, 120 to 113. Uh, the Timberwolves over the Kings, 117 to 110. 
Wizards over the Pelicans, 113 and 103. It was an OT. It was the Suns winning by 10 over the Spurs, 128 to 118. It was the Jazz over the Mavs, 108 to 100. Jazz hold on a late rally there. And, of course, uh, Dallas without uh, Luka in this one again. Uh, Spencer Didwitty goes for 35, one of the uh, top performers for Dallas in the loss. Uh, and the Raptors bounce back and beat the Trailblazers 123-105 to on a Saturday. Then the biggest story of the uh, night on uh, Saturday was the uh, Celtics and Lakers, that historic uh, matchup. And this one definitely lived up. I know I said Magic versus Bird. This was not, but this was a pretty uh, entertaining NBA game uh, there. Jalen Brown was clutch in overtime, and uh, Celtics ended up winning by four, 125 to 121 in OT. And uh, that was not the biggest story that was uh, coming out of this uh, contest uh, was just, you know, how we talked about the bad officiating with the NFL uh, this weekend and particularly the Bengals and Chiefs game. Well, uh, the officiating was not so hot in this one either as a big topic of discussion uh, today is uh, the uh, LeBron and the end of regulation there. Uh, Well, first of all, before I get into the, you know, the, the foul, no foul. Hey, come on. LeBron being a big baby there at the uh, very end and reacting like that, throwing a temper tantrum uh, like that. I know that it clearly showed in the replay uh, that it was a foul, and the NBA uh, union as well uh, came out later out on Sunday after they reviewed uh, the game and said that it should have been a foul. And uh, they also said that they uh, it was gut-wrenching there. Let's see if I could find the exact tweet that the uh, players union or the uh, union for the referees association that's what it was i uh, said they said like everyone else referees make mistakes and uh, we made one at the end of last night's game and it, that is gut-wrenching for us this play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees we can be so it's a funny uh, statement there, but uh, come on, LeBron. Uh, you, you don't need to uh, act like that, even though, okay, yes, it was a clear foul, and they did uh, miss it. And uh, one of the funniest things that uh, almost made my list for the uh, sports weekend, if not for uh, Travis Kelsey's uh, stuff that he said in the post game, it would have made it. But Patrick Beverly getting one of the best technicals uh, ever. He uh, comes off the uh, after the uh, uh, end of regulation there. He goes over and gets some. Body's camera, and he goes over to the referees and be like, "Here, look at this. This was a foul," and then they uh, caused them to get a technical there. So, uh, hey, okay, clearly you missed it. And also, there was uh, another uh, play in the game as well with Anthony Davis as well, and it hasn't released its two-minute report here on this uh, Monday, uh, but uh, hopefully. Uh, the league can save face because this doesn't look good at all. Anthony Davis said, we got cheated tonight. Honestly, it's unacceptable, said Anthony Davis after the win. And I don't think anyone's going to feel sorry for the Lakers. No one's really going to feel sorry uh, for LeBron either. But uh, that kind of spoils what was a good game and uh, spoiled that with a cloud of controversy that was with that no call there at the very end. But come on, LeBron, can't act like that. I didn't see Jordan ever act like that. But, of course, uh, I could be wrong. I don't want to get uh, LeBron fans uh, mad at me. But I uh, didn't see uh, MJ ever act like that either about not getting a foul call. That's 
probably one of the reasons why I don't really like the NBA because people act like that uh, all the time, and particularly LeBron uh, acts like that all the time. And he also acts like that when uh, he's not hit or when he's barely hit. So uh, it was a little bit of an overreaction there by LeBron at the uh, very end. It's a little bit too much uh, for me, but hey. The referees clearly uh, missed the call. He got hit on the head uh, there, and Jason Tatum should have been called for the foul, and he could have shot two free throws, and the Lakers could have won uh, there. Not like it's going to matter uh, for them, but I guess we'll, we'll see uh, later on. We'll make a note of this, see if this one game costs them a playoff spot or a play-in uh, spot there for LeBron fighting for it. So uh, on a Sunday, it was the Hornets over the Heat, 122 to 117. So Grizzlies over the Pacers, 112 to 100. The Cavs over the Clippers, 122 to 99, and it was the Bucks and Giannis, 50 points. There's a 50 burger on the Pelicans, 135 to 110. That's a 13 rebounds for the Greek Freak as well. Great weekend uh, for him. Action tonight: we got Magic 76ers, Kings T Wolves, Warriors Thunder, Wizards Spurs, Pistons Mavs, Raptors Suns, Hawks and Blazers. And we also have uh, one of the marquee matchups, the Lakers versus the Nets in Brooklyn as well. Maybe not quite the marquee matchup without uh, KD, but still a pretty decent one, right? All right, let's take a look at the uh, NHL. Uh, the Hurricanes, they beat uh, the Sharks in OT 5-4. Uh, what a third period that was. Six combined goals between these two squads to tie it up. At four at the end of regulation, but it was the Hurricanes. Um, they pull off, they come back there, and they end up winning an OT. It was the Kings over the Panthers, four to three. It was the Islanders shutting out the Red Wings, two to nothing. Rangers over the Knights, four to one. It was the Senators over the Maple Leafs, six to two. And OT, it was the Devils getting the win, and it was 20 seconds left in overtime. And uh, Jack Hughes getting the game winner for New Jersey over Dallas. It was Eric's Kraken falling to the Flames 5-2. to two. It was the Canucks 5-2 to two over the uh, Blue Jackets on a Friday. Like I mentioned in my quick sports in head, the Avalanche, they uh, beat the uh, Blues 4-2 to two on Saturday. Uh, the Panthers also beat the Bruins 4-3 to three in OT. So Bruins, what, they have back-to-back -back losses uh, this season. So... Panic for Boston? No. They're doing just fine. 38-6-5. Uh, Senators over the Canadians, 5 to nothing. Uh, Sharks, 6-4 to four over the Penguins. Lightning over the Kings, 5-2. to two. It was the uh, Flyers over the uh, Jets. And we also had the uh, Islanders over the uh, Golden Knights, 2-1. to one. It was the Sabres 3-2, or the Wild 3-2 over the Sabres. Sorry. Edmonton all over the Blackhawks 7-3. Connor McDavid with a goal and a couple assists in this one. Kraken bounced back on Saturday. Beat the Blue Jackets 3-1. It was the Ducks over the Coyotes 2-1 in OT on a Saturday. And yesterday, back-to-back -back losses, like I was saying, for Boston 4-1. Carolina got them on a Sunday and it was the Maple Leafs over the Capitals 5-1 to one as well yesterday. Only one game on the docket for tonight, and that's the Blues against the Jets uh, tonight. So, Blues, <clears throat> tall task uh, ahead of them. And also, it's almost the all-star break. 
as well. So uh, we could potentially be seeing some moves happening and they all start breaking the trade deadline. Uh, looming some big decisions coming up for uh, St. Louis on whether they're going to try to sell off uh, some of their assets or what are they going to do with uh, some of them. Are they going to hold on to them or not? Right now, if the season were ended, Colorado and uh, the Flames, they would be tied with 57 points, but uh, Colorado has the tiebreaker there, so they would be the second wild card spot. Not many people uh, thought that the number one in the West would be uh, Dallas and Colorado would be barely hanging on and the Kraken uh, with 63 points as well, being one of the top seeds as well. They're right there with the Jets with 63 points. So uh, Kraken really having a, quite a turnaround season. Knights are also having a bounce back year. But uh, the Kings, I don't know, maybe thought they might squeeze into the playoffs, but 62 points its pretty darn good for them. Uh, the old veterans of the Ovechkin and Crosby holding on to the wild card spots right now. In the Eastern Conference, Sabres are right there, though. I don't think a lot of people thought they would be uh, right there. Panthers are kind of on the outside looking in as well. I think people thought that they would make the playoffs. But probably, uh, you know, Boston being so good this season, 81 points right now. That leads the league most points by a wide margin. Uh, their next closest pe uh, people to them are Toronto. They have 70 uh, points. So Toronto's kind of getting overlooked this season with how good the Bruins uh, have been doing actually uh, the Hurricanes are right behind them they have 72 points Devils doing great 68 points right now for New Jersey and New York right there as well so uh, NHL of course with their all-star game uh, coming up on a Sunday so uh, the all-star break getting here quicker and quicker Coming up here very soon in the NBA, having their all-star game coming up as well. And, of course, the Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, all coming up. And definitely want to get into the Pro Bowl rules. Maybe if you've already looked them up yourselves, we'll definitely get into that later this week. And if you're wondering, on my pick em, I had the 49ers. Picked them with uh, two and a half. Well, that obviously did not work out. And uh, Kansas City, I had them at minus one. And they beat the Bengals, obviously, by three. So that was good uh, for uh, me. Have not uh, seen uh, what Eric's picks were. So we'll have to wait and see uh, when he returns. Hopefully he uh, comes back and hopefully he is uh, back on the uh, show tomorrow, so we can uh, discuss that and discuss everything uh, that the days that he has missed, anything that he wants to uh, bring up and uh, talk to and uh, talk about. So uh, we'll hopefully uh, get him back on the uh, show uh, tomorrow. But uh, right now, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, shut this down here. As uh, you wouldn't believe, crazy, crazy day behind the scenes here at the uh, studio so uh, I'm going to get off of here and I'm going to stop rambling and so I just love this music bed I want something to put me in a good mood here on this Monday and put a smile on my face and I love this bed for some reason I'm riding out this is like riding away on a nice cool summer day with the window down or the top down on your convertible and I'm riding away here so thanks for listening Thanks for uh, downloading. Appreciate you riding out with me here on this, another solo mission. And hopefully Eric will be on the show tomorrow. And we'll talk to you then. Peace out.